You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Amen. For the wounds in your life, today is a good day. Amen. And we have the man of the hour is going to preach to us. Amen. He's going to bless us today. Would you put your hands together and welcome evangelist Mike Easter. We want him to come. Amen. And take his liberty this morning. Praise God. Praise God. And now together, let's give a great hand of applause to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Truly, the Lord is in this place. He said that where two or three would be gathered together in his name, he would be in our midst. And it's amazing. He's here. Even though we can't physically see him. He told Thomas, you believe because you see. But blessed are they who have not seen, yet they believe. Jesus is in the house. The man that walked on the water is in the house. The one that opened the blind eyes, he's in the building right now. Oh, glory, 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 glory to God. And as we gather in his presence, we dare not take one moment for granted. Because every church in town don't have what we have. We are a blessed people. We have the name. We have the spirit we have the doctrine we are a blessed people hallelujah and i'm so thrilled to be here and so excited thank you pastor for your invitation it's been so awesome and to think this is very unique i don't know of any other church in town that has easter and the fourth of july at the same time. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and uh, I just love the Lord so much. He has been so good to me. So good to me. We all have got something to shout about today. The fact that we're still alive, we got a reason to shout today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I thank God for this wonderful truth. Thank God for this Acts 238 salvation. Amen. I thank God for all of you. Without further delay, I want to direct you to the gospel according to St. Matthew. This morning we was in the 24th chapter, so we're going to start this time in the 25th. In the 25th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew, he was still talking about the times that we're living in now. The Lord spent a lot of time talking about the times we're living in now. Why is that? Because he don't want anyone taken unawares. He don't want any of us to be caught by surprise. We ought to be ever watching, ever expecting. Jesus is coming. 
Jesus is coming. And it could happen today. In the 25th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the Lord was talking about the kingdom of God. He said here in verse 1, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Someone say, no oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, midnight, strange things happen at midnight. There was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, guess what happened? The bridegroom came. And they that were ready, oh, they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. In the last verse, verse 13, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. We don't know the day or the hour that he's coming. But we should ever be on the watch. I want to take my title from verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil. Give us your oil. My prayer is that when this service is dismissed, every man, woman, boy, and girl walks out of this building soaked with the oil. I want you shining when you go outside. <laughs> Covered in the oil of the Holy Ghost. David said, he anoints my head with oil and my cup is running over. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this hour, at this time, we don't need to be entertained. We don't need to play church. We need the oil. Father, we thank you now, God, for what you're about to do. We thank you for what you've already done. Let your perfect will take place in this service today. And we give you the glory and the praise and let the whole church say amen. amen. And let's all clap our hands one more time to the Lord.
Hallelujah. He's in the place. He's here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Give us your oil. You may be seated. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. As I mentioned earlier this morning, I believe we are living in the last days. I believe the coming of the Lord is imminent. I believe that all the prophecies leading up to the rapture of the church have already taken place. And the catching up of the bride of Christ is the next big event on God's calendar. If we were to examine God's clock today, I would say it's about two minutes to midnight. Jesus is coming. Woo, hallelujah. I said, Jesus is coming. Oh, some of y'all must still don't believe it, but I believe it with every fiber of my being. I can feel it. I can feel it. There's something in the atmosphere. Something is happening. And the Bible says only those that are ready. Oh, church, we need to get ready. We need to be ready. It's not those that are cute, those that are ready. Not those that are sophisticated, those that are ready. He's looking for people that have made themselves ready. And when the Lord began to talk about the end times and the coming kingdom, in chapter 25, he, he likened the kingdom of heaven unto this story of these 10 young girls, these 10 virgins, these 10 young maidens, if you will. They were uh, and invited to attend a wedding, a wedding. But not only were they invited to attend the wedding, they were expected to be active participants in the ceremony. Amen. All 10 of them wanted to go. All 10 of them was expected to go. Oh, hallelujah. And I have an announcement today for everyone in this building and those that are watching live stream. You all have an invitation to a wedding. Hallelujah. Over 2,000 years, he's been working on it. He's preparing it. And we're all invited to not just go, but to be active participants in the ceremony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's going to be a wedding. Now the Lord began to speak to us about these 10 young girls, which is a picture of the church. There were 10 of them, but the 10 young maidens fell into two categories. The Bible says five were wise and five were foolish. What does that mean? To me, that means this, that in any church service, wherever you go, there's going to be two types of people <laughs> in every congregation. Amen. You're going to have those that are wise and you're going to have those that are the other kind. And from this vantage point, from the pulpit looking out across the congregation, sometimes it's not hard to tell who's who. Oh, yes. The foolish, the foolish, the foolish. They walk into the house of God with no regard for God's holiness. They have no fear of the Lord. They walk into God's house acting like, you ought to be glad I showed up. <laughs> okay, come on, preacher. Do something. All right. Move me. 
And they sit there and they sit there and critical looking at you and they're analyzing you and they want to know how you talk and how you're going to move and what your style is. And they sit there with their arms crossed and their legs crossed and their eyes crossed. <laughs> if that's how you want to act when you come to church, you go ahead and act like that if you want to. But then there's that other group, the wise. They come to church with their babbles. <laughs> they come to church dancing. They come to church singing. They come to church praising. They don't need no cheerleader. They don't need no music. They don't need nothing. They were loving God before they even got up this morning. They said, come on, preacher. Preach that word, preacher. Speak to me, Holy Ghost. Those are the wise folk. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And the Bible says that, uh, amen, the wise took oil in their vessels. The foolish took no oil. And they were all expecting to leave at the sounding of the voice compelling them to go. Now, my question is, why was it that the wise took no oil? Why did they take no oil? They were looking for the Lord at any time. They were listening for his voice any time. But on this particular day, on this particular service, they came to church with no oil. My question is, why would anybody do that? My only answer is they did that because they did not think he was coming that day. Amen. And that's one of the tricks of the enemy. He always want to make you think it's not going to happen today. Jesus not coming today. You got time. You got plenty of time. You don't have to pray through today. You don't have to get your shout on today. You got time. Just chill. Just relax. Amen. And they took no oil. Now, they, they had some oil. They had some in their vessels, but they didn't bring no extra. Because they surely didn't think, oh, it's not going to happen today. And that's why some folks come to church and they say, well, I don't know. I'm not going to shout real hard today. Now, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to go up front and dance today. I'm going to just sit back here and chill out. Because Jesus ain't coming today. Oh, if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus was coming today, all of y'all be acting different. All of y'all be like, oh, Lord, Jesus coming. Oh, Lord, I need to repent. Oh, Lord, I need to pray. I need to worship him like I done lost my mind. You would be sitting there looking like you're looking. If you knew he was coming today, don't tell me you still be acting the way you acting. Some of y'all be bouncing off the walls, jumping and shouting. Some of y'all run out the building if you knew he was coming today. Amen. Amen. But the wise, the wise, watch this in, in, in verse number four. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. You know, that tell me that the wise not only had oil, they had extra oil. 
Oh, glory to God. When I come to church, I don't want to just come just to be in the service. I want to bring something with me. I want to come ready. I want to come prepared. I'm going to give him an extra shout. I'm going to give him an extra hand clap. I'm ready to give him an extra dance. Hallelujah. Because he could come today. He could come any moment, any second, in the twinkling of an eye. When that trumpet sounds, I want to be ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, some people, some people lost the concept of what church really is about. What church is really for. I guess the best way to describe what the church is, is to say the church is like a, a, a filling station. Not a service station. A filling station. Now, some of y'all looking at me like, what, what's a filling station? Because <laughs> we don't know how to have them no more. I don't know when the last time I seen a filling station, but just about anybody here with silver in their hair can remember the times we had filling stations. See, a filling station was different than a service station. When you pull up at a filling station, there's usually a little hut situated on the property with an attendant inside. He's sitting there waiting for cars to pull up. When your car pull up at a filling station, that joke will come out of that hut, runs up to your car. He won't even let you get out. He goes up to the driver's side window. Uh, what you need? What you need? What you need? You look at him and say, fill her up. Okay. He goes and he get the, he get the pump. He puts it in there. Start filling your tank up with gas and he don't stop there. He runs up to your window and says, uh, uh, pop the hood. You pop the hood, he goes around to the front, lifts it up. He goes in there, he started pulling on the wires and, and checking the levels. And then he takes something and go around checking all that air pressure in your tires. That's a filling station. Amen. And that's what church really is. Because when you get filled up, you can't stay on that amount of gas. You got to keep coming back. You can't keep going on what you got last week. You can't keep going on what you got last year. Camp meeting. You got to come to church said, Lord, fill me up again. Fill me up again. Pop the hood. Check my insides. Make sure there's nothing in me that's not right. God, check my pressure. Amen. Check all the levels because I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven and I want to make sure I got enough of what I need to get there. Listen, saints, let me tell you something. Ain't no sense in being almost saved. I don't want to almost get to heaven. My Lord, have mercy. I want everything God has for me. I want everything. I want every, every blessing God has, every promise God has. I want it all. I want it all. Come on. I need it all. Somebody say, fill me up. When should, you, when should you be filled up? Today. Because he could come today. And let me tell you something. You need the oil if you're going to make heaven your home. Oh, no, 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 no. Jesus said, except you're born again of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And the Holy Ghost is likened unto different things. The Holy Ghost is like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from. And you don't know where it's going. But you can hear the sound 
when the Holy Ghost comes, you're going to hear a sound. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is likened unto fire. Amen. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Friend, when you got the fire, you got excitement. You got joy. You got life. Somebody here needs some fire. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is your fire. Oh, the Holy Ghost is the living water. Oh, you'll never thirst again. He will satisfy your deepest desires. That's what you're thirsting for. That's what you're desiring. The Holy Ghost is the living water. And it's likened unto oil. The Holy Ghost is the oil. That oil reduces friction. I don't know how people can make it in this world without the Holy Ghost. I don't know how you can go to work without the Holy Ghost. I don't know how you can even go to school dealing with all the stuff in the world. you got to have the Holy Ghost. It'll give you power. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. The Holy Ghost is your friend. The Holy Ghost is power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You need the oil. Oh, my brothers and sisters, all 10 of them, all 10 of them was expected to go. Five were wise, five were foolish. Now, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. We've been waiting on the Lord for over 2,000 years. The bridegroom has been tarrying a long time. Preachers have come along, amen, with dates and times, and, and people made songs about the coming of the Lord, and they made movies about the coming of the Lord, and he still hasn't come yet. But let me tell you something. It's closer than you think. It's closer than you think. Jesus. Jesus is coming. This is not a time to relax. This is not a time to backslide. This is not a time to procrastinate. This is not a time to keep putting it off. Jesus is coming and it could be today. It could be today. It could be today. I need the oil. Hallelujah. Oh, then verse number six says, and at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Oh, friend, I'm anticipating that sounding of the trumpet. The Bible says it's going to happen in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah, the trumpet is going to sound just that quick, just as quick as you just blink. Just like that. No warning is going to take place. It could happen today. I be praying. I said, Lord God, when that trumpet sound, God, let it be right in the middle of a hot red worship service. That would be ideal for me. Lord, when that trumpet sound, I want to be in the front row. I want to be in the middle of a shout. I want to be Halle over here, Louie over there. <laughs> I'll tell you, brother, I don't want to be caught sleeping, backsliding, being full of carnality, sitting back looking like this. Man, when that trumpet sound, I want to be anticipating. Woo! I want to be ready. Hallelujah. I want the oil. Praise God. And the Bible says at midnight, somebody say at midnight. Oh, the cry was made. Behold, 
behold, the bridegroom cometh. Then all the virgins arose. They all jumped up. Oh, my goodness. It's here. It's here. This is the moment we've been praying for. This is the moment we've been preaching about. He's here. It's time to go. It's time to go. All 10 of them got up. Oh, they were so excited. Their hearts are beating all fast. Finally, finally, we're about to leave this old wicked world. Check your oil supply. They are starting to You got enough? You got enough? The wise had oil. And they had extra. The foolish check their oil. Uh-oh. We in trouble. We got some oil, but I don't think we got enough. Because we don't know how far it is from here to there. And I got to have enough oil. I got to have enough Holy Ghost to get me through the ceiling tile. I got to have enough Holy Ghost to change this mortal to immortal. I got to have enough Holy Ghost, hallelujah, to translate me into the kingdom of God. You can't survive on a little bit of Holy Ghost. You can't survive on a little bit of the Spirit. The Bible says, be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled. It's the will of God that every last one of you be filled with the Spirit, be washed over with the Spirit, to be anointed with the Spirit. It's not an option. It's a commandment. Hallelujah. Oh, the five foolish, all of a sudden they realize, uh-oh, we don't have enough oil. Oh, my goodness. They looked over to the wise. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we see you got all. And you got extra. Uh, could y'all help us out a little bit? Give us some of your oil. The wise looked at the foolish. Um, if y'all needed some money, we could take up an offering. <laughs> if you needed some clothes, we might be able to help you out. But when it comes to the oil, not so. <laughs> uh, but see, we Christians, and we're supposed to share. <laughs> not when it comes to the oil. Not so. I pray too hard for what I got. I worship for what I got. You should have got yours when you had a chance. Hallelujah. I sacrificed. I prayed. I worshiped. I lived for God. I did what I had to do. And if I wanted to give you oil, I couldn't do it anyway. I can't give you my oil. In fact, there is nobody on the face of the earth that can give you the oil. I don't care how anointed that preacher might be. I don't care how big his name is, how many books he's written, or how many TV shows he's been on. There is not a man that's ever been born that can give you the oil. Jesus talked about John the Baptist, said there was no prophet greater than John. But John said, I come baptizing you with water. Yes. But he that cometh after me, yes. who 
whose shoes I'm not worthy to tie, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Can't no man give you the oil? Only Jesus can give you the oil. Can't no man give you the Holy Ghost? Only Jesus can fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> not so, not so. Uh-uh, no, no can do. I can't give you none of my oil. You're going to have to go back to where you first got it from. Now, you don't have to excuse me because I got, I got this imagination. I see things like a big movie in my head. And I see those five foolish virgins looking at one another. Where, where did we get the oil from in the first place? I think we bought it from Walmart. Oh. Well, we better get to Walmart real quick and buy some oil. Hey, guys, we going to the store. We going to get some oil. We'll we be right back. Don't y'all leave without us. We're going to be right back. All five of those foolish girls took off to Walmart. They weren't playing now. They running. They running to Walmart in their wedding gowns. Man, they are running. Come on, keep up, girl. We got to get to Walmart. Come on, come on. Heel breaks. Boom. Don't worry about that heel. Forget that hill. We got to get the oil. Come on, y'all. Come on. They running. They running. Curls coming out their hair. Hair turning to afros. They don't care. <laughs> Lord, we got to get to Walmart. Amen. Finally, they get to Walmart. They bust something in the door and people all around. They don't care about people looking at them. They don't care about what nobody got to say. Where's the oil? What aisle is the oil? Everybody looking around. What's wrong with them girls? See, they should have acted like that in church. They should have acted like that in church. Don't worry about who looking at you. Don't worry about what somebody going to say about you. You need to worship God like you, hallelujah, like he said to worship. All your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. Glory to God. Break your heel if you have to. Hallelujah. Worship till your hair come down. Will you do your suit? Come on. Keep on praising him with all your heart. Woo! Hallelujah. <clears throat> Don't wait till the last minute. Oh, man, they didn't care about what nobody said about them then. All they knew was, we got to get the oil. We, we got to get the oil. So, uh, aisle number four. All, all five, I'm running to aisle number four. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, wow, look at all this oil. Man, and all of a sudden they recognize there's so many different brands. Crisco oil. Peanut oil. Does it matter which oil you get? I can't hear you. Does it matter what oil you get? Because not any old oil will do. You got to get the right stuff. They looking around. Oh, my goodness. Which, which oil? And then an angel comes by. Look like a regular dude. You know, they don't know it's an angel, right? He comes by with his little buggy. And he says, excuse me, ladies. The oil you're looking for is on aisle number eight. number eight. So they run over to aisle number eight, and there it is again in the industrial section. So many different types of oil. 
motor oil. <laughs> my goodness, Quaker State, all these different brands. Oh my goodness, look at all these different choices. <laughs> when it comes to the church, look at all these different choices, all these different types of churches. Does it matter what church you go to? Does it matter what church you go to? Just because a church got a steeple, that don't make it the church. Just because a church got stained glass windows, that don't make it the church. Just because the preacher is on TV, that don't make it the church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. You better make sure you're in the right church. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. We got to get the right stuff. We, they look at oh my, my, what do we do? Here comes that, here comes that angel again. You know, he coming back with the buggy. You know, oh ladies, uh, the oil you guys looking for is right there on that that shelf. That's it. <laughs> so they go and they look. This it right here. Oh wow! I never really heard of this one. What kind of oil is this? Three in one oil. <laughs> you better get the right stuff. It's that three in one. When you got the father, you got the son. When you got the son, you got the Holy Ghost. When you got all of it, you got God. Woo, hallelujah. Get the right stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, we got it. We got it. Come on, y'all. Get a box. Get a box. No, no, no. Get two boxes. Oh, get three boxes. Come on, let's go. We got plenty of oil now. We got plenty now. Man, they're hustling, getting back. Come on, girls. Come on. Whoa. We got enough now. We got enough. They don't look nothing like themselves. They look like they've been in a Pentecostal church. Because you know what? You ain't been in no church service until you done perspired. Don't tell me you've been to church. You had church and you ain't sweating not once. You ain't had no church. You ain't had no church that somebody hit you in the eye with a swing, boom, praising God, or somebody that stepped on your toes. You No, you, that's no. I'm talking about church. That when service dismissed, people are wobbling to their cars. These people are drunk. Mm -mm. They're not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel in the last days. He's pouring out his spirit. He's pouring out his spirit. They are drunk in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, get us back to that again. Woo, hallelujah. Man, those five foolish came back, had all that boxes of oil. And man, they whew, walk up into the spot. Woo, we back, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I'm out of breath. Wow. Hey, guys. Hey. No, they didn't. They left us. I can't believe they left us. We told them we were going to be right back. And they didn't wait for us. I'm going to tell all of y'all something. I love you. All right. 
<laughs> but I ain't gonna wait for you. <laughs> no, no, no. The train is at the station. The engineer got his head out the window. All aboard! The smoke is coming out the stack. Come on, you better get on board. You got. If you're not ready, I can't wait for you. But I gotta make it myself. I gotta get in myself. Come on, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Hallelujah. I can't let you hinder me. I can't let you stop me. I've got to save myself. Hallelujah. 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 It may seem selfish, but Peter says, save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Do what you got to do to get saved. If your husband won't come, you come on. If your wife won't come, you come on. If your children won't come, you come on. If your parents won't come, you come on. You need to choose Jesus for yourself. I can't wait for you. God ain't created nobody worth going to hell over. God ain't created nobody worth missing the rapture over. If you want to play, you keep playing. But I ain't going to play with you. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. I got to be saved. I must be saved. I've got to be ready for the rapture. I can't be influenced by my friends. I got to be ready. If I'm the only one in the building that get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to get it today. If I'm not baptized, I'm going to be the one that get it today. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. They looked around. You can be seated for a moment. <coughs> They looked around, they were like, oh man, I can't believe they left us. Well, we still got enough oil. Can we still go? Well, I don't know what you think, but I'm going anyway. See, it's better late than never. Not with God. Because he's a... And we got people that got that attitude, too. You'd be amazed. People, you know what? I don't care what pastors say. I'm going to be saved. I don't care what the church teach. I'm going to be saved. Anyway, regardless. Don't matter how you live. God got you. Oh, yeah, you hear that everywhere. Don't matter how you live your life. You're in a better place. Preachers will be lying. Funerals, biggest places where you hear the biggest lies. Yeah. Let the work I do speak for me. Forget that. We're not saved by works, honey. Hallelujah. But I tell you, people got an attitude. I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I was born a Presbyterian. I'm a die Presbyterian. You're going straight to hell. That's what you're going to do. It don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. I know I'm saved. And these, well, we're going to go anyway. We're we going to go anyway, girls. And they did. They made the journey. They got to the place where the wedding was to take place. Hair all loose and clothes all torn up, heels broken, rubs in their stockings. They didn't care then. They come up on the top on the door of the banquet hall. Door's locked. Oh, man. Whew. 
Oh, look in the window, girl. What they doing? Child, they done already had the wedding. Mm, now they partying. Partying? Mm-hmm. I see pastor in there. <laughs> Look at him. I didn't know he could dance like that. Look at him. Lord have mercy. Because you know ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. Whoa, they're going to be shouting on the hills of glory. Lord, Lord, Lord. I can't hardly wait. Whoa. Hallelujah. The songwriter say it's gonna be worth it all. They peeping, they peeping through the window, peeping through the window. Girl, just knock on the door. Knock on the door. Oh, all right. All right. Whew, oh my goodness, gotta get that curl. How, how do I look, girl? You look terrible. I don't care. I don't care. Knock on the door, knock on the door. The door opens up. They expecting the butler. A maid, a servant. The door opens up. It's Jesus. They look at him. <gasps> One girl breaks out. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. She only did that on special services. Hallelujah. The Lord looks at him. Hello? Can I help you? Oh, Lord, it's us. It's us. <laughs> I know we're late, but we're here. Excuse me? I don't know you. Oh, oh, my, I, oh my hair is all messed up. I, don't, I know I don't look like my usual self. <laughs> I can understand how you don't recognize me, but, but Lord, I, I've been in church since I was that little. I, I, I was in the junior Bible quizzing team, and I sung in the youth cry. You remember me, Lord, at camp me? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know you. The other girl pushes out the way. Lord, uh, uh, I, I'm Sabrina Johnson, and my mama church secretary. You know my mama, right? She's over there. That's my mama right there. I'm her daughter, and I've been in church. I don't know you. All of a sudden, it gets real serious now. But God, you the God that know all things. Lord, you omniscient. You know the end from the beginning. You know our thoughts before they come to our mind. You know the number of hairs on our head. How can you say, how can you say you don't know me? Now, now the thing is, he don't, he's not saying he don't know who you are. What he's saying is he don't know you. See that word, no, that word, no. Oh, it's a deep word. That's a deep word. It's the same word in the book of Genesis when God took Eve and presented Eve to Adam and said, this is flesh of your flesh. This is bone of your bone. And Adam looked at Eve and he said, whoa, man. And Adam knew her. Yeah, that word no, that word no is speaking of relationship. 
It's speaking of relationship. It's speaking of intimacy. It's speaking of getting to know one another. Know your feelings. Know your thoughts. Talking to one another. Amen. Being together. Knowing. Knowing. Relationship. And God is saying, we don't have that. We didn't have a relationship. You treated me like medicine in a medicine cabinet. You called on me just when you felt you needed me. But I wanted to talk with you. But you didn't want to talk. I wanted to walk with you. But you didn't want to walk. I wanted to spend some time with you. But you was too busy. No, I don't know you. I don't know you. Let me tell you somebody in here today. You better know him. You better have a relationship with God. He's not just something on you have on Sunday morning. He wants to be with you every day of the week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to know you. He looked at those five foolish virgins and shut the door. And then the Lord said, let that be a warning to everybody in here. He wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. Paul said, oh, that I might know him. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want to know him in the suffering. Amen. I want, with the good times, I want to know him. In bad times, I want to know him. When I'm feeling good, I want to know him. When I'm feeling bad, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want a relationship. Hallelujah. Give us your oil. Don't wait till the last minute to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't wait till the last second. It's here. And in closing, I want to share with you a story about this young girl. Um, her name was Dorothy. And she was from, um, from Kansas. <laughs> she had a little dog named Toto. Y'all know her too. <laughs> she found herself in a weird situation. She was in a strange land. And all she wanted to do was get home. And they told her, follow the yellow brick road. And on her journey, she came up with this guy they called Scarecrow. And on their way, Dorothy got hungry. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm starving. And they turned a corner and there was a a grove of apple trees. And Scarecrow said, hey, Dorothy, you can have some apples. So they went and opened the gate and they went in and they started plucking apples off the tree. And the trees came alive. The tree, what are you doing? Taking apples, what are you, get away from me. And the Scarecrow said, oh, Mr. Tree, Dorothy's hungry. She just want a couple of apples, that's all. You ain't getting no apples off my tree. Get out of here. So they turned around, rejected, and Dorothy was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Scarecrow said, I got a way to get some apples. And he ran over in front of the trees and started telling your mama jokes. <laughs> and the tree got mad. Why you take this? Why you take this? And he was just throwing apples at him. And Scarecrow looked, Dorothy, all these apples. So they was picking up the apples, picking up the apples, and they went over here, and there was a gate, and they opened up, and they picked the apple up, and Dorothy saw a foot made out of tin. And she looked up, and it was a tin man. And he was frozen, rusted in space. Like some people are in church. 
wonder how long he been like this. I don't know. It looks like a long time. And then they heard a voice. Something was happening. And the tin man was, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oil. I think he said oil. And they looked at an oil can. And they got the oil can. What do you want us to do? He said, move. Oh, his mouth. Squeak, 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 squeak. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. My neck, my neck. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, that feels so good. Right here, right here. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right here, right here. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, yeah. Right here, right here. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the more oil he got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's wrong with some of y'all. You ain't got enough oil. But, man, when you start getting oil in the right place, you're going to move. You're going to dance. You're going to shout. You're going to, whoa, hallelujah. Give us your oil. Somebody say, give us your oil. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I need the oil. I need the lubrication. I need the glory of God in my heart, in my life. Not just a little, not just a little, but I want my cup running over let's all stand together hallelujah give us give us your oil oh god give all of us your oil we've got to be ready for the sounding of the trumpet behold the bridegroom cometh go out and meet him some um, somebody may not have enough oil but well, let me tell you something you can get enough oil today. In fact, not just those that are quart low, not just those with a half a tank, but every single person in the building needs to be overflowing with the oil of his spirit. The times we're living in demands it. We can't afford to put it off. You got time. That's the devil talking. You don't need that today. You don't need to do that today. You, don't, you definitely don't need to go up front. Don't, don't. No, you don't need to do that. It's okay. It's okay. Amen. Some people right now are looking for the exit. <laughs> Which way out? <laughs> no, no, no. Jesus is saying, come to me. And so in closing, I'm going to give what we call, uh, we call it the altar call. When I first got in church, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> but the altar call is a part in the service where you respond to the spirit of the Lord. The altar area is this front section of the church. It's the altar call. And Jesus gave an altar call in the gospel of John. He administered to the congregation masses of people. And when he finished his sermon, he gave an altar call. And this is what Jesus did. He looked over the crowd, and then he said these words. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost, which not 
yet was given because he was not yet glorified. So in the same likeness, I want to I want to do that today. I'm going to give an altar call. And this is how I'm going to do it. If there's anyone in the building thirsty, would you join me at the front of the church and remain standing? Only those that are thirsty. Brother Easter, my life ain't together. If you're thirsty, you can come. What do you mean by thirsty? If you have a desire, come. Gather around the front. Don't begin to pray just yet, but I want you to just gather in. Just gather in. If any man, that's mankind, and the only prerequisite is desire. You got to want it because the Lord ain't going to force it on you. Some people, you know, feel like they got to shake people and beg them to come. No. Only those that are thirsty. And he said, blessed are those that thirst, for they shall be filled. So come. All that are thirsty. And, and then he said, come unto me. Come unto me. So what do, you, what do you mean? What I want you to do in the next few minutes is I want you to blot out everything around you. And I want you to picture him. I want you to see him whether you can close your eyes or whatever but I want you to mentally get a picture of him however you see him with his arms outstretched or sitting on the throne or however you want to visualize him I want you to see him just just in a moment in just a moment then he said come unto me and drink 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 can I ask you a question? You look like a smart lady. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone drink with their mouth closed? No. Absolutely not. And you won't get quenched with your mouth closed. If you want to drink of the spirit, you have to open your mouth and drink. How do I open my mouth and drink? You open your mouth and you fill your mouth with praise. With praise. Why? Why? The Bible says his spirit inhabits the praises of his people. So what happens in the spirit is when you send a praise, spirit comes in. More praise, more spirit. More praise, more spirit. More praise, more spirit. Until you're filled. And when you're giving God praise, what do I say? You tell God how wonderful he is. You tell him how magnificent he is. But I can't only think of a few words. If you can't think of nothing to say, give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. No matter what language of the world, it's hallelujah. And then... You can just forget about trying to think. Just send it up. Hallelujah. 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 And he said, it shall be in you 
a river flowing up out of you. So you're going to praise him until you're filled. When you get filled, then you're ready to let it flow out. And when it flows out, it's going to manifest in another tongue. And I'm, I'm taking time to do this because some people, it helps them sometimes, you know. Speaking in an unknown tongue, how do you do that? It's called faith. <laughs> Shut off your mind. Don't try to figure it out. Don't even really listen to it. Just let it flow out of you. Well, how do I speak in tongues? With childlike faith. Let me demonstrate. I'm speaking in tongues right now. Anybody know what tongue it is? English. Speaking in tongues is speaking in a language. Now I'm going to speak in another tongue. Watch this. Kamasta. Bonus notches. Feliz Navidad. See, see, I was speaking in Spanish, I think. <laughs> but you notice what happened? Nobody made me do it. God not going to make you do it. But I yielded my tongue. I let it go. And you can't speak in two tongues at the same time. So when the spirit is moving and your faith is at that place and you're like, okay, Lord, I'm ready now. I'm going to loose my tongue. And whatever sounds come from the inner being, let it flow out loud and clear. Because now it's not my mind that's engaged. It's my spirit. And I don't have to think about what I'm saying or how I'm saying it. I don't have to think about nothing. I could just see Jesus and let those words, those sounds just flow. Woo, glory to God. It's here. It's already, it's powerful. And you let it flow. You let it flow. And when you begin to speak in that other language, your spirit is speaking to his spirit. And you continue to let it go. Just let it go. It'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the presence of God will be, get powerful, more powerful. Hallelujah. It's already here. I can't hardly, I can't hardly keep it myself. I want you to lift your hands toward heaven right now. Lord, you see us. We are thirsty. We are hungry. If there's any sin, Lord God, that we have not confessed, Father, we want to come to you with holy hands. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our mistakes. Forgive us of our mess-ups. God, we are just people, Lord. We are just sinners. We need your blood. We need your forgiveness. Father, we receive forgiveness right now. We know you love us. You want the best for us. And we thank you right now for your love, your forgiveness. Wash away our stains, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Hallelujah. Now that we've asked the Lord to forgive us, I'm going to pray. And when I pray, I want you to open your mouth. Young lady, open your mouth.